On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to talk about how you can create your own studio at home. And today's episode is made possible by our good friends at Adobe. Adobe, the car that's made out of clay. Uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, that's a Saturday Night Live skit. Look it up. Adobe, the car made out of clay. But no, we're talking about Adobe as in Photoshop and After Effects and Premiere and uh, all those other softwares in the creative suite that you can get for one low price. In fact, you can get over 20, 20, 20 programs for one low price each month. And that includes all of the mobile apps as well. So you get Photoshop, but you also get Photoshop for your iPad. You also get Premiere, but you get Premiere for your iPhone and your smartphone and your iPad. So you can actually edit on the go. All of that is included. You get Illustrator, you get Photoshop, you get uh, After Effects, you get Acrobat, you get all these great tools, Spark, Bridge, you name it. It's all in there for one low price. And by the way, if you have a student in your home, you can get it at a ridiculously low price. In fact, you can get the entire suite for $19.99 if you have a student whose ID you can use. So if you need to, go out and kidnap one and bring oh, it back no. to your house and uh, force them to tell you what school they go to. And mm-hmm. you could get it for nineteen ninety nine instead of the uh, traditional price. So Good idea. Go. Yeah. So if you want to do that. I gotta, I gotta ask. Mm. Does mm. it have plurk in it? Nope. Nope. No. It does not have plurk in it. No plurk. But uh, it does have uh, InDesign. So Ooh. there you go. You can design yes. your own uh, publications. But you got to do it right. by heading on over to raiselinks.com. And that's L-I-N-K-S. So we're not talking about a cat here. It's raiselinks.com slash Adobe CS for Adobe Creative Suite. And you can get it all at the hugely discounted price right now and have all of those professional tools in your pocket ready to go. And so with that, Steve, let's hit that funky music Right now. He's Ray okay. the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. He has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. And if you can, if you're watching the Facebook Live, you know you make the the best uh, funny faces of anybody I know. I can't oh, even I compete you. with it, so I just sit there and watch. You can only see that if you're watching the Facebook Live. But it is the radio or the show or the YouTube. You can see it on the YouTube. Yeah, or the YouTube. Yeah, I, I stand corrected there. It is the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy, and I'm Steve Sleeper on GoVMM.com, where you can get social with us and check out all the podcatchers. We happen to like Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a five-star review, say good things about us. That's right. We could always use those five-star reviews. We can always use comments on our Facebook. So if you see it there, be sure to leave a comment. If you watch it on YouTube, be sure to leave a comment there. Ask your questions. We'll be able to answer them for you if we feel like it. And, uh, you know, we'll have a lot of fun. We answered them. You can hear all the trucks going down the road here while we're doing the show. We answered a number of questions last week from uh, Facebook. We sure did. And today, I'm sure we'll get a lot of questions. we're going to be talking about how you can create a studio in your own office, home, whatever it is. You know, we'll call it a home studio, but it could be Soho Studio as well, like we have here. And uh, mm-hmm. this actually was prompted because I was on a um, 
a program yesterday where I was talking about lighting for a studio and for doing live videos and whatnot. And it just reminded me, it's like, you know, we should really do something on how to create a home studio. And uh, both Steve and I have a home studio. His is more of a podcasting studio, but I've got an entire video studio here. And uh, we're going to go through some of the things that you will want to have, some of the things uh, that would be nice to have, and some of the things that you may think about getting that you probably don't need but can make your life a little easier. Most mm-hmm. of what we'll talk about here is hardware. We're not going to be talking much about uh, software, although that may come into the uh, to the play a little bit um, based upon what we're talking about. Because obviously, if you're going to have a studio and you're going to shoot things, you probably need to have some software that's going to go on to create graphics or what have you. So editing should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. uh, right now, and if you're listening to this, we need to have a sound effect for this in the future. In the and, future, chur, 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 chur. Yes, exactly. You may not know um, what we're talking about, or it may be a, a vague memory, but right now we're going through that whole COVID-19 scare where everybody's locked at home, and right now, home studios are bigger than ever because newscasters are reporting the news from their house. Uh, people like Conan O'Brien are doing their late-night show from their house, and um, you know many of the other late-night hosts are doing their shows from their house, and... It just, well, (laughs) you would think it would show everybody how you can do a really good job from home with a studio. But um, really what it's showing is that people have no flipping clue what they're doing from home uh, because much of it is hot garbage. Just absolute terrible, terrible Um. video. People doing newscasts through Skype from their house, you know, with the kids running in the background and everything. I mean, it's just, it's madness. But there are so many things you could do to make a professional studio in your own home or in your office, and it doesn't take a whole lot of money because that's the big scare. Everybody's, oh my gosh, I got to buy these expensive cameras and I got to buy lights and I got to buy microphones and I got to have all these things and I got to get a green screen and I got to get a sound stage and sound baffling and it's not really all that necessary to create a nice, easy home studio. And especially now, now that we've seen broadcast TV where people are videoing them, you know, major shows are shooting from home, we've learned that having fancy cameras and fancy lighting does not make a TV show because they can still do the news from a home studio. Conan O'Brien can still do his show from his house and, and all these other late night hosts. By the way, the reason I mentioned Conan O'Brien. Uh, he's the only one whose name I can ever remember. I get Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's another one. He's doing. I believe he's doing it from home. But let, let me ask a question. So, um, how do they have guests? Are they using? Because I'm not watching. Do Skype they have style virtual Zoom? guests for the most part. I believe. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Zoom. They're not Skype using Zoom. Things. Okay. Okay. All right. So okay. that that seems to be. I mean, I haven't. I, honestly, I, I'll be completely honest. Other than commercials for them, I haven't really watched. So. Uh, I probably should just to see more of what they're doing, but I've seen in the commercials what they're doing. And, you know, Conan O'Brien has some great um, little comedy commercials where it shows him, you know, playing with his phone on a on a gimbal to try and figure out how to run it and things like that, you know, to, to do these shows. Because some of these shows are being shot on smartphones. I mean, mm-hmm. major network TV shows, news being shot on smartphones. Mm-hmm. That, to me, opens up the entire world for everybody who thinks it's hard to do this. Well, now, when, when you shoot your videos, what do you use? I use my smartphone most of the time. Oh, right now, we're using a Canon C920 webcam. But um, when I'm on the green screen, I, I'm, I'm using my smartphone. And I'm going to tell you why, because I think that's where we need to stop. Because there's three major areas. Well, I'm going to say there's four major things that you need 
for the studio. One is the location, obviously. We're talking about the actual physical location, the room, the walls, the ceiling. Okay, that's one thing you have to take into consideration, and we'll talk about that in a bit. The other one is you need to have a camera. You need to have lights, and you need to have a microphone. If you have those four components, you can shoot something and have it look good. You just have to, well, and maybe a fifth one would be stabilization, you know, like a tripod for your, for your smartphone or for your camera. But I'll consider that to be part of the camera. So those are the four things that you need, a location, a camera, microphone, and lights. And if you have those, you can do well. And by the way, maybe that light is the sun. So you could solve that by doing things outside. I know somebody they used to shoot in their garage, and they would just open the garage door and so much light would pour in that they could do it with the sun. So, you know, it doesn't have to be yeah. complex. Yeah. Um, and the idea here is that we don't want it to be complex. We want this to be as easy as humanly possible for people to be able to do this. Now, what I have, and we'll talk about my studio a little bit just because, you know, it's, it's what I know, it's what I have. Um, I've actually got two shooting areas or two studios inside this one office. Now, I used to, this wall behind me here on the other, well, I was going to say on the other side of this wall. It's technically not on the other side of this wall. It's on the other side of this wall across the room and across the, uh, the next wall. I used to be in a different office. And that office was one ginormous open space. And so we could do pretty much anything in there. But um, we wanted to have, you know, we didn't use it. We didn't use most of the space. It was just empty. It was just a big empty room. And then I was tucked in the corner. It was kind of funny when you walked in and, you know, you'd see me just tucked in the corner and the rest of the room completely empty. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to have a place where we could have a couple of offices. So we moved over to this one here where I've got a pretty good-sized room here. we got another office here where it's just an editing station. we got another main office back behind me, which is more like a, an office office. There's another office in the back that we use for storage, and then there's a front room. And so we got quite a bit of space in here, but I've got two studios inside of this one room. So if you think you don't have the room to do it, you do. I've got two in here. I've got my green screen over across here, where I've got the entire wall painted green. And then I've got this wall, which has this faux background here, the wooden background that I built. And, um, you know, that's, that's where I sit when I'm doing stuff in front of my camera. So if I'm doing stuff from my, uh, you know, doing uh, screen captures and things like that and, and interviews, this is where I do it from, is from right here. And it's a pretty basic setup. So for this one here, I've got a Canon C920 webcam, which you can get for... 70 bucks nowadays, I think. So it's not an expensive camera. It's HD. It looks good. It, it does everything that you need for a webcam. It's a very, very good webcam. Uh, don't be fooled. There are newer versions of this. There's the C922 and there's like a C930, 40, whatever. Um, the C920 is still the one you probably want to get. It's got a good focal length. The other ones, they're much wider and we don't really want a wide shot when we're doing this. So maybe you do. If you do, then maybe you go for that. But for, for me, I, I like to have a, um, something that's a, a little sharper, not going to ha- you know get everything because I crop it in anyway. Okay, so we've got that camera here. I've got my computer screens. i got two of them, one on each side here that I can look at. And I've got my microphone that I use. And this, by the way, this is probably the most expensive part of the entire setup that I have is this microphone. Um, I, this is a, 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 an Electro Voice RE20 microphone. And this microphone actually... Um, is the one that if you ever watch uh, TV shows where uh, they show a radio station or you know just a show that's showing the inside of a radio station, this is most likely the microphone that they'll be using in a radio station. It's probably the most popular radio station microphone. Great for blogging and, and, and podcasting and, and voiceover work and things like that. And so that's why we got that one there. 
Uh, I still probably don't use it properly. It probably could and should sound a lot better than it does because I don't know much about audio. So I just plug it in and go. But, sounds uh, good to me. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound too bad. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Certainly sounds better than the alternative. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, so we've got our microphone, we've got our camera, we've got the two screens that I'm looking at. Now, in front of me here, up above my two screens, shooting down on me like an angel, is uh, I've got one of those ring lights. And the ring light I purchased for the sole reason of just um, uh, doing a, re- a review on it. That was the only reason I really got it was to do a review um, because it was on sale and it's fantastic. I, I got this thing for... I want to say it was like $80 at the time, um, and it's huge. It's, it's not a little one. It's a big, big ring light. You know, I, can, I, can, I could literally put it over my entire body and, and walk through it like a hula hoop. It's, it's that big. Um, and it's got rows of LEDs that go around in a circle. And the idea behind the ring light is that it shoots light from both sides and gets you your entire body versus a traditional lighting setup where you might have one light over here and one light over here. This one takes care of both of those. Now... I do actually for certain things, I'm I'm not using it right now because I wanted to show um, the difference, but uh, when I'm shooting things where video is important, right now this is a podcast where you happen to see a video, it's not meant to be video per se, it just uh, allows you to see it um, while we're doing it, but I keep a a small LED light over here and we'll turn this on and you'll see the difference there, even though I'm unshaven, you can kind of see how that really makes a bit of a difference there. I also have an LED light on this side. Now, the battery on this one, I think, is dying because this one's battery-powered. Um, it can plug in, but I have it set up as a battery, so I'll turn that on. I don't know if you'll see too much of a difference right now. Yeah, you can kind of see the difference yeah, there when I turn yeah, it off. Yeah, I can see it. Okay. Now, both of those lights are uh, directly from our good friends at Movo. So uh, this is the LED light that I'm talking about here from Movo. So if you, uh, if you don't have an LED light, you want to get a nice one, you can go to raiselinks.com slash Movo. They've got uh, a variety of different LED lights. This light over here is also a Movo light. This one's a little different. Uh, This one's smaller, very bright, and plugs in through USB. So you can run it on batteries, so it'll charge the battery through your USB port, or you can just leave it plugged in and run it off of the USB. And it's very bright and does a really, really nice job. So to recap that, we got microphone, we got camera, we got the ring light up here, which is... Uh, traditionally, you would have a, a key light and a, and a fill light, which we'll talk about in a second. The ring light kind of takes care of that and comes from both ends. And then I got these two side lights that kind of highlight me on the side so I don't look too dark there. And that's my setup for the lighting in here, with one exception. We actually have five more lights that we use for this little studio setup. So we got one, we got two, we got three, we got five more that we use. And those five are the ones behind me. And one of them you can kind of see up at the top here. You can see that blue line. That is a, 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 uh, a, one of those strip lights that currently is blue. And uh, it's a Philips Hue strip light, so it's controlled by my phone. And along with that, I have four other lights that go into the background. In fact, uh, I'm going to change our, our view here for a second to show just me. So what we have is we've got this one here. And you'll see it right now it's set to red. Okay. But I can actually go into this and I can change the color of it to whatever I want. Okay, and so these are not uh, studio lights. These are traditional Philips Hue lights that I picked up at Best Buy for, I don't know, maybe, I think they were like $40 a piece or something like that. Uh, So I've got four of those plus the strip light. So I've got another one that is over here. 
Oh, wait, no, I just turned my one off. Let's turn the other one on. And I don't know if you can see that or not. That one's at the bottom there. You can see it kind of turns blue. Um, blue is a tough color because red, yellow shows up really well. Blue is kind of a dim color. So you don't see it nearly as much. It's more of an accent. The red, obviously, is much stronger. And we've got, on the other side, we've got this one, which is set to a uh, reddish-orange color. And then we've got another one, the bottom there, that's currently set to yellow. So now we've got yellow, orangey-red, red, blue. Okay, all in the background, plus blue along the top here. And that just gives it a really nice background. And we can come in and we can change any of these. Like I said, we can change the colors of them, make them white, make them blue, make it yellow, all of that, all from right here on my phone. And so that's the five, six, seven, eight lights that we use just for this studio here. Now, many of you might be thinking, oh my gosh, all those lights, you know, what does that cost you to eight lights just for sitting at the thing? That's a lot of lights. It's really not. I said the two LEDs are pretty small. I think this LED over here, the big one is like $40. I think this one's like 20 bucks. Uh, this one was $80. So we're at $140 plus probably another hundred in, in these lights here. So, you know, for $240, $250, you have all the lights that you need, um, which may seem expensive, and you don't necessarily have to go as crazy as I did. You could just go with the ring light for $80 and be done with it, um, but light is going to be your friend, and, and we want to add effects. And uh, the other cool thing about with these Hue lights is not only are they controlled by your phone, but... Uh, I won't do it right now just because it's too much of a pain. There are third-party software apps you can get for your phone, and you can make these lights change. So we could actually have these lights constantly changing color behind us, dimming, getting brighter, going yellow, Ooh. blue, orange. Yeah, we can Ooh. do some fun stuff with that, changing the background all the time. Um, and, you, you know, take, it can be really, take some be really fun. Take some drugs, watch the show. There you go. That's exactly yeah. it. So all of that together, like I said, you know, we're talking about $240 or somewhere around there. And then this camera up here brings it up to 300 bucks. So for $300, we got everything we need except for a microphone. So I figure get a, get a decent microphone. Like, um, by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, Movo actually makes a really, really nice microphone. It's very similar to the Yeti. Uh, the, the Yeti is a very nice microphone as well. I've got one over on the other side here as well. Um, but... This new one, the, uh, I believe it's the UM700, very, very nice uh, microphone, works just like the Yeti does, looks like the Yeti, kind of, uh, a little slimmer than the Yeti, but same type of idea, and I think you can get that one right now for somewhere around $90 or so. So under $500, you've got the entire setup here. Very cool. Not, not too crazy. It's kind of expensive, probably overkill for most people, but... Uh, you know, you could get the ring light and a microphone for and for two hundred dollars, have it all set up for you. Now, you've in the past also talked about getting those uh, uh, the fluorescent bulbs, getting the big fluorescent bulbs with uh, what daylight balanced, and just plugging yep. those in. And and that's yeah. the next thing I want to talk about is the big studio. Now, over here on the side, we've got our green screen studio, and when I do a green screen setup, I have. Um, five lights that I use, which is kind of weird. I'm sitting at this little desk and I've got eight, but over there I've got five. Well, it's because we're trying to go for a different thing. These four back here, or these five back here, are effect lights, so they're smaller lights that are being used for to make effects. They're not necessarily there to light something up. When we're talking about the green screen studio, those lights are all for lighting things up. And so what we have is a traditional, what they call three-point lighting system. 
Okay, and so what a three-point lighting system is, you've got what's called a fill light, you've got a key light, and you've got a backlight. And what those do is they light the subject that's going to be on the screen. So the key light, which I said was over here, can be it can be swapped either way, by the way. It doesn't matter which side you do this on, but about 45-degree angle, pointing straight at your face, okay, kind of hitting three-quarters of your face from over here. It's going to be, uh, typically that's going to be a harsher light, so it's going to be bright and more of a spotlight on you, and it's going to highlight your nose and your cheeks and the side of your head and things like that. Uh, and then you have on this side what's called a fill light. Now, the fill light is usually slightly less bright and usually uses a diffusion of some kind so that the light is very smooth, doesn't cast shadows, doesn't you know make big highlights. And so that way, this side of your face is a little brighter than this side, and you get the little highlights. It just adds a little bit of dimension, makes it look a little more three-dimensional. If you were to turn off the fill light, you would almost have, you know, at Halloween time when you hold your, 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 your flashlight under your chin and make a scary face, You'd have that, but it would be kind of from the side a little more. You know, you'd have a dark side and a light side. This fills in the dark side just a little bit, so that it, it looks a little bit even, but still has that three D three dimensions to it. Uh, and then the last light that you would have is what's called a backlight. Now the backlight is literally going to be behind you, and it's going to be shooting towards the side and back of your head. So if you had it, you might have it over here, and it's going to shoot down and hit the back of your head, down through your shoulders. And the idea behind that is it's going to help to separate you from whatever the background is, whether it's a green screened background or, you know, it's just a nice looking wall or, or whatever it is. Or maybe there is no, you know, maybe it's just a big open room and you're standing in the middle of it, but it's going to put that separation in because obviously, even though we are in three dimensions, the, the screen that we're looking at is not three dimensional, it's two dimensional. And so you have to kind of exaggerate those three dimensions to really help you stand out. And the backlight will do that by highlighting your head, highlighting your shoulders. It'll help you stand out from the background that you're on. And, and if you're doing a green screen, it'll also help to make it a little bit easier to screen you, yourself out of there or to screen out the background so that you can lay yourself on something else. And it, it helps to be able to do that a little bit easier. Now, in addition to those three traditional lights, we also have two big soft lights. And those two big soft lights are pointed at the wall. Their job is to light the green screen wall behind me. And we want to have that as even as humanly possible. You want the green on the sides to be just as green as in the middle, the top to be as green as the bottom, the left to be as green as the right, so that it's easy to key out. And, um, you know, a lot of people use uh, sheets or they use pop-up green screens, and those can be great. I chose to do an entire painted wall. Now, if you're going to go the painted wall route, there are some advantages to that. Uh, one, you don't have to have anything there. You know, you, you, you get to use the entire room. If you're going to use a sheet or if you're going to use some sort of drop-down or some sort of pop-up, it's going to take up space out of that room, obviously, because, you know, for instance, in the other room, um, which was that huge room, I didn't need to paint a wall because I had more room than I could use. So my green screen was on two giant poles. So we lost literally about two feet away from the wall. So that room was two feet less that we could use because the screen was about two feet away from the wall. Just because the stands that it holds on take up some space. Um, with a painted wall, you don't have to worry about that. You can use the entire room. Paint is, if you use the right paint, is going to spread the light a lot more evenly automatically 
than a sheet would or one of the pop-ups would. Uh, there are some pop-ups that are pretty good. There's ones that are made of a shiny material. Those can be difficult. That's what I have. I have one pops up, but it's made of like almost like a, a, a nylon, like a tent. And the problem with that is when you shine the lights on it, if it has any creases, those creases tend to really shine bright and have dark spots. Um, there is another kind of pop-up green screen that's made with like a thin green felt. And that's actually pretty good as well. That can get crinkly and, and cause some issues, but not nearly as bad as the shiny ones. Uh, so if you can get the felt one, I think the felt one's a little bit better. A sheet can be pretty good. Those can be a little bit shiny sometimes. Uh, so you have to be careful with that. Uh, if you get a professional drop-down, one that pulls down almost like the, uh, you know, the, the maps that te- the teachers used to have at school where they'd pull them down like a, sh- like a blind on a, on a window, you can get that kind, and that can be pretty good. Um, but if you paint the wall... You can get a really good paint on there. Now, when you go to paint a wall, just so you understand, um, spend the money for actual green screen paint, chroma key paint. You can get it at places like Adorama. It's going to cost you like 50 bucks for a gallon of it, okay? It's well worth doing, and I'll tell you why. When you paint with that versus, let's say you went to Home Depot, there's actually a, um, a paint available at Home Depot. It's called like green apple or, or something like that. I can't remember the name. I think it's called green apple. And it's actually very, very close in color to actual chroma key. And a lot of people use that. And you make sure that you get the flat paint so that it's not extra shiny. So you don't want satin. You don't want semi-gloss. You want the flat. But even with the flat paint, it's still a lot more shiny and reflective than the chroma key paint. So if you were to take a wall, color it in chroma key paint, and take a wall and cover it in flat crab apple pay, or green apple paint and you shine the lights on it, the green apple one would still tend to make a spotlight on there. Whereas the, the chroma key, it, it, it will spread it out a lot more evenly. You still have to light things really well either way, but you're going to get an easier, it's going to be much easier to do on actual chroma key paint. I'm not sure what they do different with it, but it's something that allows the light to diffuse across it a lot easier. And there's been plenty of tests showing the differences between the two because there's a lot of do-it-yourself studios where they say get that green apple paint and there have been people that have tested the two and you know in a pinch the green apple paint will work you can do it and you're going to get it a little bit cheaper but the chroma key paint will actually be a big improvement over that so once you do that i've got two giant lights that shine just on the wall and they they have the uh, the big soft box around them and they shoot the light everywhere um in reality even though this is a small studio i probably should get either two more lights to put on the side or one that I can put on the ceiling that shoots down to make that even more even. Um, just because there's still, with the way that we do it, those two lights still kind of come together and it tends to be a little darker in the center where those lights are just kind of, you know, starting to fade out on each side and coming together. So we want it to be a little more even. So a third light, either one that's up and shoots down like this would help or maybe just two more on each side that you know, shoot slightly differently, I think could make a difference. So I probably will do that at some point. But to be perfectly honest with you, most of the time when I shoot on my green screen now with that lighting setup, I don't have to do anything really. I drag the, I drag the chroma key filter on there the, and, and just boom, it's done. You know, and it's very, very clean. Like it, it surprises me how clean I can get a nice green screen nowadays compared to the old days. Um, even, even in the other room when I was shooting on the big background, you know, that tended to be, uh, 
a lot of work to make sure it looked really good. This, I don't put any work into it, and boom, it's done. So again, there, we got the three-point lighting. We got the two lights shooting the background. Probably should be an extra one. Now, um, again, we want to talk a little bit about price on this because for that particular setup, um, I've got two lighting kits that I'm using for that. One that I picked up probably 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, I got it for like uh, $150. And it came with three lights and the light stands for them and a giant case that it goes in that rolls. So it's a big, like almost like a uh, 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 an army case, you know, it comes in and, and it holds your poles, it holds your lights, it holds all the accessories to them all in one box and you can roll it around. So that all came for like $150. And I've been using those for 20 years. When When I first got them, they came with just regular incandescent bulbs. So regular screw and light bulbs, they were just big, but they were regular screw and light bulbs. Nowadays, I've actually replaced some of that. So what I have now is I've got uh, one of these, the big brother version of this one. So actually, you know, I think I said this one was $40. That one was $40, I think. I think this one's only like $30. So I just saved you 10 bucks, uh, 10 bucks there. But I've got this one's big brother as the key light um, over there because it's a very, very bright light. When you turn that thing on, that LED light, and you turn it up, that can be very, very bright. And it's actually much brighter than some of my gigantic bulbs that I have in the setup, too. Because uh, Steve alluded to this, my fill light... Now, in the old days, your key light might be a big incandescent bulb like that, and your fill light might be the exact same bulb, um, but then you would put a diffuser over it to diffuse the, the lighting and make it a little softer. Well, what I have is I've got the LED light that I use as a key light, and then I've got a fluorescent bulb, but... You know, it's the curly Q kind that you put in your lamps at home, except imagine if it was this big instead of this big. You know, it's gigantic, but it's a, just a curly Q fluorescent bulb. But the ones that I get are daylight balanced for photography. So they're about 30 or $40 each bulb, but they'll last forever unless you drop them because they're very, very fragile. So be careful. But um, they are very, very, they're strong. They are, um, unlike most fluorescent lights, they're very solid and even lighting because if you um if you ever use fluorescent lights to shoot with a camera so if we were to turn everything off here turn on the overhead fluorescent lights and then shoot the camera at the wall for a few seconds and then play it back what you would notice is with traditional fluorescent bulbs you're going to see that it actually flickers a lot uh it gets brighter it gets darker like very very quickly so that the, the human eye tends to fix that so you don't really see the flickering very often because the human eye the brain tries to put it and say oh that's just a solid light in solid color um but in reality if you go frame by frame in your video you'll see it go brighter darker brighter darker and not only that but you'll also see if you were to shoot a white wall with that fluorescent bulb not only would it get brighter darker brighter darker it would also change colors the white wall would be blue then it would be yellow then it would be bluish green then it would be yellow again then it'd be orange so it actually changes color as it cycles through that fluorescence in there you don't see it normally because it happens so quickly but when it's put on video i'm not sure you know what the brain when you look at that wall the brain tends to put that together and and see it as just a white wall when you put it on video and you watch it back you can kind of see that color change and if you go frame by frame you can really see it and it also gives people a very washed out look so when you get one of those curly q bulbs those are actually daylight balanced so 5600 or 5200 kelvin um, for those of you that are scientists, and that's a, a very blue light. The, the sun outside, the light that the sun puts off is a very blue light, whereas old light bulbs that you'd screw in are actually uh, yellowy-orange light. 
3200 Kelvin. And so when you've got a mix of those, you can have some real troubles, real, real, you know, weird looking video. So what I decided to do was go with daylight balance for everything. So my LED light here, that's daylight balance. This one is also daylight balance. This ring light is daylight balance, which by the way, this ring light, you can adjust the color. So you can make it more orange, more blue, you know, up to you how you want to set it. I've got it set to 5600, so it's a, a daylight balance light. And the reason that I did that is in my old office, I had a big window on the side and I would shoot sometimes during the day. I would shoot sometimes during the night. If I shot during the day, I'd have all the sunlight coming in while I'm using the regular light bulbs. And these lights are orange. That blue light is coming in, comes together, and you start to see like it really messes with the, the cameras and it can look really bad. So what I decided to do was, okay, I'm going to get all daylight balanced lights. And so the LEDs are daylight balanced. The ring lights, daylight balanced. The big curly Q is a photography um, fluorescent bulb that's daylight balanced. The LED there is daylight balanced and the backlight, which, which is a, a smaller bulb, is actually daylight balanced as well for photography. And, and that one, the small one I believe is actually an LED. I can't remember. I believe that one's an LED. It's a, it looks like a regular bulb, but it's an LED array inside there. But those are also daylight balanced. And that way in here, I don't have, I've got a window over here, but I've got uh, a big black drape on it. So you don't see, you don't know if it's midnight or, or noon out there. Because uh, it blocks out all the light, but when we do have light that comes in, it allows you to use all of it together, and uh, you know still get a pretty good picture. And, th and that's why I go with that. But three point lighting, lights in the background, and then of course we've got the camera. What do I use? Well, I use my iPhone. I'm right here. This this is the phone that I use for shooting my green screen videos. Now, why in the world would I use an iPhone when? Right over here, we got a big closet filled with very expensive cameras that we could use instead. So, Steve, do you know why I use my iPhone? Well, you don't need a cameraman. You can yeah. actually see how you're framed. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, there's, there's two reasons that I use my iPhone. One, I don't need a cameraman. It's going to autofocus perfectly for me. Um, and two, it's much easier to transmit what you're shooting. So I can wirelessly put, send the video to my computer afterwards in less time than a camera would normally take to, to transfer it. Although nowadays you just stick your card in or whatever. But point being is I can instantaneously wirelessly send the, the footage here. And not only that, but right next to that camera in the studio, I've got a, I don't know what, what size it is, probably a 40-inch flat screen TV with an Apple TV attached to it. And so when I'm shooting, I wirelessly stream what I'm doing onto the Apple TV so I can see my framing while I'm shooting it right there on a gigantic screen. And, you know, I wouldn't, you know, yeah, you could rig it all up to do that with another camera and all that, but it would be a big fat pain in the neck. So for me, you know, and, and by the way, um, this is a, a more advanced setup. You don't need to do this. If you've got, if the only thing you've got is your iPhone, use the selfie side. That way you can see, I can look at my you know, I can look at my screen and see exactly what I'm doing if I'm shooting with the selfie side. Um, and most of the time, that's what I used to do until I decided, you know what, I got an Apple TV here. I got a big screen TV here. I'm just going to put the TV there and plug the Apple TV in and see what I'm doing. But when I didn't have that, I used to use the selfie side. And the selfie side is a 4K, uh, actually, wait, I'm sorry, it's a 1080p camera. I don't need any more than that. So why not do that? So use your smartphone. It's going to be easier. Yes, you can use you know, a GoPro. Yes, you could use a big fancy camera. Yes, you could go to Best Buy and buy a decent camera, but you're going to have a very difficult time knowing when you're standing, 
you know, five feet away from that camera, is it really in focus? It kind of looks like it's in focus, but you're looking at it on a little tiny screen that's now three or four feet away on top of being tiny. You're not going to be able to tell. And there have been many times where I've shot stuff um, because, you know, some of my nice cameras have a flip-out screen. You can flip it around so you can see it from the front. And you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, everything looks okay. And you get it back and come to find out it's completely out of focus. And I've done that. With an iPhone, I don't have to worry about any of that. It's going to automatically focus. It's going to automatically white balance it. And then I can lock it in so that it doesn't change. So, uh, you know, traditionally with, with an autofocus and an auto white balancing and auto iris and all that, if you're, on, if you're talking and you wave your hands around, well, it's going to change the lighting and all of a sudden you're going to see it dim down and brighten back up. It's not going to do that if you lock it in. And so you can take beautiful pictures just with your smartphone. It can fit in your pocket. You can use it anywhere. And boom, you can just transfer it to your computer and do editing. So... Well, all the all the cameras are digital now. Now I realize that the the smartphones, the iPhone, has a rather small aperture, but you you've got darn good lighting, so the iPhone yeah. works just fine. I, you know? I, honestly, and this is what I told people in the class yesterday that that we were talking about studios. Um, <laughs> you can talk about how this lens is really small because technically that those three lenses there are pretty darn small lenses, right? Compared mm. to a, a big camera with a giant lens, so. Clearly, you're going to have an advantage with a, a big fancy camera, you know, under normal circumstances. However, your iPhone is better than what a professional camera would have been 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And 20 years ago, forget it. Not even in the mm-hmm. same league. So you're talking about, imagine that you've got right here something that is better than a $100,000 camera was. You know, 20 years ago, because it would have been SD, first of all, it wouldn't have been 4K, it wouldn't have been 1080p, it would have been standard definition, and, you know, yeah, it would have had higher lines of resolution, but you'd have to, you'd still be lowering it down to SD standards. This, you don't have to worry about that. This is going to give you a better picture than a professional camera would have 20, you know, even 15 years ago. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid to use that. It's very powerful. By the way, I've started when I shoot clients. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about we're not shooting TV commercials and fancy. When I go out and shoot interviews with clients, I just bring my iPhone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're going to do what something do I, fancy, we'll do, you know, big setups, we'll get big cameras out there. But for the most part, why wouldn't I? Now, let me ask you. Okay, so you're, you're, you're shooting interviews with them. You're using a lavalier with an adapter that you plug in. You only nope. need the one. No, what are you using then? Okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm using a lavalier, but I don't need an adapter for it. There's no oh, that's right. It's an iPhone. Okay, so you're, you're using a lavalier. Do you only take one mic and then uh, uh, put in it? Depends uh, on, it depends or, on what I'm doing. So okay. I've got a variety. And by the way, uh, once again, Movo is the masterminds behind all these microphones because every single mic that I'm talking about, with the exception of this radio mic that we talked about here, uh, they're all Movo microphones. So again, you know, raiselinks.com slash Movo, check them out. Um, I use the LV1 lavalier microphone. That one actually plugs directly into a smartphone or a camera. It'll plug into either one. So you, you don't need two different microphones. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but your smartphone... And nowadays, obviously, the smartphones, most of them don't even have headphone jacks anymore. You have to use the built-in adapters for that. But we're just going to say they have what looks like a headphone jack, but it's actually a little bit different. Smartphones don't use – well, you can use a traditional headphone jack in a smartphone, but 
when you've got most of your smartphone headphones, they've actually, they're actually a little bit different. They've got three rings on the little post that plugs into the headphone jack. And the reason for that is because you've got sound, you've got audio, and you've got control. So you can control by pressing the, you know, the button on the wire, or you can talk into the microphone, or you can listen. And so it's a little bit different, even though they plug in the same. And so what these guys have built is they've built a microphone that has the three-prong or the three-ring prong on that eighth-inch jack. And so when you plug that into the phone, you now have the ability to use a microphone. If you were to go and buy a, an Audio-Technica microphone, okay, a traditional microphone that has the eighth-inch headphone-style jack, and you plug that into your smartphone, it's not going to work. Because those rings are not meant for that purpose. You need the three-ring TRRS connection. Now, you can buy adapters to use with it, but who wants to carry around 800 adapters? What you need, you know, you pick this up, it'll allow you to do that, but it'll also plug into traditional cameras and work as well. So the microphone will work on phones and it will work on cameras, all for 20 bucks. So there's no excuse for having bad audio when you can get one of these for $20. Very, very easy. That's the LV-1. Uh, in fact, we even have... Um, we even have special packages for that where you can get the microphone and you can get a bunch of bonuses by going to uh, pocketvideopro.com slash LV1. That's going to give you that microphone for 20 bucks. plus you're going to get a whole bunch of extras that you can use for your production. So uh, it's a nice little deal there. Now, we also use a, a, um, a wireless lavalier microphone. And in fact, right now, <laughs> funny story, um, the LV1, I've, I've been using the LV1 the one that plugs into the phone or the, the camera for probably five years now at least. And I get them, I buy them all the time and I give them away to people because they're only $20. So if I get a new client, you know, a dentist or whatever, I'll be like, hey, if you want to record your own stuff, here, use this microphone. And I give them the microphone. Well, I was down to only my last one and I need to order some, some new ones. I gave a bunch of them away. I had one left. And uh, my business partner, Adam, and I, we were in Alabama shooting in front of a house and and he was on camera and everything and he... He accidentally stepped on the wire for the LV-1 and kicked it at the same time and snapped it in half somehow. Because, uh, you know, lavalier microphones have very, very thin wires. And he actually snapped it right in half, the wire on it. So uh, I have it in the bag over there. I can probably fix it with some electrical tape. i got to check it out and see. But I've been using a wireless system now because of that. I've got – it's another one from Movo. It's, uh, they, in fact, I've got three different wireless systems from Movo here. I've got um, the, the uh, WMIC80, which is a big one, a big VHF-powered uh, wireless microphone, which is fantastic, huge you know, beefy, really good stuff. And then I got their newest one, which I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's a brand new, very small. The, the transmitters and receivers are about this big. And they actually work on, um, uh, instead of AM and FM, they work on the, the, like the wireless telephone standards. And so you can go long distances with very clear sound. And I did some tests on that to, to prove that, you know, you can do that. Very, very good stuff. And I've been using that one. It just takes AA batteries, so you don't have to worry about, you know, 9 volts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's very cool. And I use that now uh, most of the time. So I've got, you know, the receiver up on a mount here. And I've got the, the other one that I put in my pocket. And I put the lavalier on. And then I can record my videos that way. And my phone is attached to a tripod. Um, my tripod, by the way, is about 30 years old. So it's, it's uh, older than probably half the people listening to this right now. It's a uh, Manfrotto Bojan tripod. Um, it was a, a nice one at the time. It's very old now. You can't even 
buy parts for it anymore, but I've had it for 30 years and it's held up, so I still use it. Uh, why replace what's you know not needed? It's heavy though. That's the only problem. The new, newer ones are really really lightweight. This one's kind of heavy. So, Steve, you had yeah. something you wanted to say there? Yeah. Well, I was just yelling at my uh, girls to quit yelling outside my door. That's. Oh. Uh, but but uh, I do have uh, a couple questions here that are on our Facebook page. Oh, cool. I guess one's a statement, one's happens. a question. Um, Ray, what is the camera model? So I'm assuming that Dwayne is asking you to repeat what uh, the webcam, webcam you're using. Yeah, yeah. The, the webcam, this one here is a um, uh, Logitech C920. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a 922, which is also a very nice camera, but it's a little wider. So I don't like to use that, that one. Uh, and I've actually got two of them. I've got one here. I've also got one right here that shoots down. So theoretically, I can switch between cameras. And sometimes when I do my live videos, I'll actually start talking to this camera and then switch to this one like a newscaster just because, you know, why not? It's right. fun. Um, makes it look, you know, like a bigger deal than it really is. But, uh, yeah, you can do that. Um, you can plug two cameras into your computer and, and do that. Um, and that's a little bit of fun as well. Um, back into the studio. So... We got the tripod there, and then what I have on top of the tripod is, um, uh, it's called the, uh, oh boy, see now i got to remember the name of this, I, it's like the LG1 I think is what it's called, but what it is, is it's a, uh, it's a tripod mount, and it allows you to put your phone on it so you can attach your phone to your tripod, and it's actually a very good one because you can actually... Uh, it's got a cold shoe on the top, so you can actually screw your um, wireless system in there. Or you could screw this light here actually will screw onto the top of that. This one here um, has a traditional shoe mount on the back. So this can mount to the top of a video camera or you know whatever you're using for shooting. So you can actually put that right on top of there, which is a, a really good thing and, and can be very helpful when you want to attach different things to that. Um, I'm going to... And by the way, in case you haven't guessed, I'm trying to stall a little bit because I'm looking up the name of that tripod. Uh, <laughs> that tripod. That old, tri- the old tripod or the new tripod? That, no, the the mount that goes attaches oh, your oh. phone to the tripod. Did, did, did you get uh, that PR from one, the PR one? PR one okay. from Movo. So from PR one. That's right. Um, and and right, actually, right now it looks like they've gone down in price because I know they have a PR two, uh, and the PR two is actually a lot different. The PR two is actually um, mounts two separate things in there. Whereas the PR1 just mounts your camera on there, and then you can mount a light or the microphone or whatever. And what's really cool is, like, with this here, you'll notice that at the top it's got another shoe here. Okay? Mm -hmm. So what you can actually do with the PR1, which has the mount on the top, is you could take this light, you could mount this light to the top of the PR1, but then because you've got another shoe on top of the PR1, you could attach another light. And then another light, and you could actually make a big tall one or, and even go sideways because it's got them on the side, too. So you can make a big grid out of it. Or you can put your microphone on top of the light, which is on top of the camera mount, which holds the camera. So you can really build a nice rig with this. But uh, if you want to see it you know, at, at Movo, go to uh, raiselinks.com slash Movo, and then just search PR1 or search smartphone tripod mount, something like that, and you'll be able to find it. And then um, if you want a package of that, we have another package of that, too, at Pocket Video Pro slash PR1. And that's where you'll get that and you'll get all of our goodies as well. So you can check that out at either of those places and uh, see that. But, yeah, that's what I use there to to do my studio to set it up. Um, that's, that's all? You don't have that, any... That's all. So, again, oh. now let's, let's recap this a little bit because we did this with the, the studio here. But over here we've got 
two lights that are shooting into the back that have the soft light on them, the big soft box. Those I picked up at Christmas time on sale, $100. For the $100, I got the two lights, the two stands, the two soft boxes, and a case that it comes in, all for 100 bucks on sale. Normally, I think it would probably be 150 to 200 but I got it for $100. I've got the LED light, which cost me, I think that I said, I think it was like $40, okay? The Curly Q bulb is $40. The bulb in the other one is probably $10. Um, and then the kit... That those light that the LED is on and that those lights are in is one that I bought years ago for one hundred and fifty dollars. So, you know, less than three hundred dollars for that setup, um, and that includes with the PR one. The PR one is twenty five dollars. So you got that in the mix there too, and a tripod. And by the way, here's something to to note when you're doing this: when it comes to tripods, you don't need to have a big fancy Bojan Manfrotto tripod from thirty years ago. You can go to Best Buy and buy a cheap tripod for 30 bucks. In fact, they have them even cheaper, but I'd go for the slightly sturdier one. If, and, and this is an if, if it's going to be sitting in that studio and not moving around much. Because I can tell you this, if you buy one of those Best Buy ones for $25, $30, and you start taking it with you in and out of your car and bring it to places, you're going to break it. It's going to fall apart. You're going to have to get another one. Um, if it's just sitting in the room with a camera on it and you just pop the phone on there and take it off and it's always just pointing at that wall and you don't really do anything with it, it's going to last forever and you'll only spend $25, dollars $40. $40. So you can, you know, again, you can build that whole studio for $40. The microphone is 20 bucks if you get the, the wired lavalier microphone. And uh, if you buy a wireless one, now you're talking 100 So again, that setup over there, even with the green screen paint, is probably cheaper than what I've got going on here. And that gives you everything that you need to get started. You can paint your wall for 50 bucks. You get the two lights on the wall for 100 bucks. You're at $150. You get the LED light for now you're up to $190, we'll say $200. Uh, the entire setup with the stands and everything else was another $100. So $300 plus the microphones. Three, so, you know, you're at $350, $400. Entire setup, start to finish. Now, that doesn't include your phone, which is. $1,100 or whatever, but of course you probably already have that phone, so it's not really an expense specifically for that. Um, but you can do it very inexpensively. So, there you go. My studio good. for the day. Whew. Very good. And um, let's see, uh, Maria says, very good information. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. We appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, good stuff like on we how like to... Hearing so, good, good, uh, good stuff on how to set up a studio. So, so like I said, you know, just um, for the most part. Uh, oh, by the way, I should I should mention too. Uh, one honorable mention: um, my C920 is not on my computer. My computer is over here and over here. It's actually attached to a really, really nice mini tripod that Movo makes that I absolutely love. And I'll, and I'll tell you why I love this particular microphone. Uh, this uh, tripod is it's it's got a long bar in the middle. There we go. It's got a long bar in the middle. And at mm -hmm. the bottom, it's got three legs that just jut out like this. And they can, mm. they can tripod high or they can tripod low. But I can put them right here in between my two monitors, this little tripod, and put my microphone on it without it getting in the way. I used to actually have uh, one of those, you know, the, the tripods I was just talking about from getting from Best Buy for like 20 bucks, the really cheap ones. It was a smaller one, but it was a traditional tripod. So the base of it, the feet still stuck out like this big. And I used to try to cram it on my desk there. With this thing here, it fits right there. It's tall. It's thin. It'll hold my webcam. I can move the webcam around. It's on three 
you know, telescoping feet that can be pushed higher so that it's not taking up space. And the whole thing on desk takes about this much desk space. Ooh. And it's beautiful. And I can adjust the size. Nice. Um, I can make it higher. I can make it lower. I could even have the camera way down here and shooting up if I wanted to because you can, the middle bar can actually be removed. And so you can just put the camera on the tripod part. So very, very good stuff. And it's a very sturdy one, too. It's not a cheaply made one. It's a very sturdy metal, you know, you can hear that, but it's a very sturdy little tripod uh, that Movo makes. So, um, not a traditional tripod, a little different, but it, it's it, technically a tripod. It's got three feet on the bottom, so it's a tripod. Uh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Think it's fantastic. Well, so, and and if you're doing webinars now, mine's sitting on my computer, and my lights are just cobbled together. But uh, this is supposed to be an audio podcast, so I, I figure as long as you can see me, we're fine. But. Yeah. Ray does a lot of webinars, and uh, not having that screen right in front of him, the computer screen, uh, that that is going to help with the lighting quite a bit. It, it's it's going to make you look better. So well, and the to, other, well, the other, so to speak, so to speak, for the way yeah, you yeah. look, as, as good know. as I can look. Yes. Yeah. Um, but to 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 address that a little bit, you know, normally it, there'd be nothing wrong with having a camera on top of my computer here and and working and talking. But the problem that I have is, I've got screen over here i've got a screen over here and so you know mm -hmm. it, it's tough to do that but if i'm looking at the nice camera there then i can do my work and and you know it, it's a lot easier to to manage as far as i'm concerned plus i can control it more uh, if you've got it on your most of the time if you've got it on your computer up here how do you can how do you control the camera itself well you have to adjust the monitor so you actually twist the monitor left and right to to get it into the right spot that you want it in, and then you have to tilt the monitor to to get it. With this, oh, I can you know yeah. I can move the camera a lot more and have a lot more control, and I can have my screen where I want it, not where the camera is the best fit for it. So, and, and by the way, if you don't have a, a tripod like this, uh, one of the advantages of a microphone, uh, excuse me, of a camera like the C920 is it actually will clip onto the top of your computer, and so when you clip it on there, you still have control of the the camera itself where you can you know move it you, you can physically slide it across the top of your monitor to put it on the left middle right you know wherever and then you can adjust the actual camera in in all sorts of different directions so if you're going to have one screen you can still use that with in my case here with the uh, i'm using the uh, apple imac which has the camera built into the screen well the only way to adjust that is to adjust the entire screen and nobody wants to have to do that so there you go and Troy says he just shared the live stream to the live event marketers group. Yes, he did. And he's probably going to he's going to text me afterwards and ask me why I didn't do that myself at the beginning, because I totally forgot. Uh, <laughs> oh, he does, it's, it's a new group that he created for live streams. And he keeps telling me, he's like, you didn't stream your stuff live today on mine. I'm like, dang it, because I always forget to do it, you know, because I get stuck in my ways. I forget yeah. to do it. But, yeah, that's something that we want to start doing is anytime we go live, whether it's this show or the other ones, uh, to stream it to his, his live event. Um, well, you know what? I'll ask, to, I'll ask to join the group, and then uh, when I share it to my profile in the Video Marketing Madness page, yeah. I can share it out there. And, and, by the way, to talk about, you know, we spent all this time with the studios. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, the, the actual live streaming part of this. Um, if Steve and I were doing things properly, all right, let me change it. If I was doing things properly, um, what we would be doing is not just jumping in and going live. We would be setting it up 
beforehand as an event, and we, we need to start doing that. I've started doing that with some of my other stuff. We've got to start doing that. Uh, problem is Steve and I are usually either early or late or, you know, we don't like to be on a hard schedule because theoretically this show, if you're watching this on Facebook, that's not the show. The, the show is the recording that we make that it's a podcast. We just happen to do it live where people can watch us doing it, kind of like Howard Stern doing his show on TV as well. well. And think about it, think about it too, just very briefly, because this is not your point, but before COVID, how many times did you say I'm stuck in a meeting uh, off site? Yeah, yeah. You know, so and we may so, do it at three know, o'clock you know, or we may do it on, yeah. on Thursday to get it done. So that can right. happen. But, um, you know, were we doing this right? We can actually set it up beforehand and have it, we're going to go live at two o'clock. And by the way, we can, inside of Facebook now, you can designate to automatically put that out to different groups and pages all from in there and so you can set it all up beforehand and the great thing about that is the day before or the morning before they're going to see on there hey they're going live at two o'clock in all of those groups and pages they're going to see that and so when it goes live boom you're live in all of those places automatically so that's why we we do need to start doing that it's actually a little bit more work on our part uh as far as the live streaming because you can't just connect directly to facebook you actually have to create an event and put in the stream keys and all that other stuff but uh probably well worth it i would think i would think it's well mm-hmm. worth it. oh so yeah 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 no we will start true. doing that to make sure and we'll just have to make sure we're always here on tuesdays uh, excuse me on fridays at two o'clock uh not tuesdays two o'clock no, not not tuesday two no no um and uh you know and we do that with a lot more because I'm, I'm starting to do a lot more fixed time things you know monday we just started a uh, a free Photoshop class where we're teaching people how to use Photoshop. So every Monday at 1 o'clock, we do a, um, a Photoshop lesson. And then on Wednesdays, we're doing a small business lesson every Monday at 1 o'clock marketing where we're talking about things you can do while you're stuck at home during this COVID. If you can't be at work doing the, you know, the if you're a plumber and you can't be at work doing plumbing, at least you can spend some time doing marketing so that when you can get back to plumbing, you got all this stuff done properly. So we do that on Mondays at 1 o'clock. On Wednesdays at 1 o'clock, we do this Fridays at 2 o'clock. So literally three days out of the week, I've got a set time that I'm doing things now. So I've got to work everything else around that as it goes on. Uh, because despite the rumors, despite the COVID lockdown, quote unquote, uh, people still want my time all the time. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. You're a very important man. Exactly. I'm very important. You're, so, you're a legend uh, in your own mind. Speaking of important, we're actually over time by six minutes, and I actually have a meeting that was going to start six minutes ago. So oh, with go. that, oh, it's okay. It's just uh, with my guys. It's with my okay. guys anyway. So My they guys. Can, they're not listening. Talking about raised guys. That's right. My guys. Okay. So in, with that said, we'll draw this episode to a close. We hope that you enjoyed what we talked about with studios. Get out there. Check out some of the equipment. Again, you can get a lot of the stuff we talked about right over at raiselinks.com slash movo. And you'll be able to find microphones. You'll find lenses. You'll find uh, mini tripods. You'll find wireless microphones. You'll find the lights that you need. You'll find everything that you'd want there uh, to help build your studio. And, And like I said, don't be afraid of those. They look like little LED boxes. Those things are brighter than my gigantic bulbs. So don't be afraid to use that as your fill light and your key light because... Ooh, doggy, they're powerful. Ooh, and I'll probably, my giant fluorescent bulb is probably going to be replaced by another one of those LEDs at some point in time. So, We doggy LMA. But, yeah, with that, be sure to check that out. And for Steve Sleeper, 
I'm Ray the Video Guy saying this episode was made possible by our good friends at Adobe. So if you're looking to design graphics, if you're looking to edit videos, if you're looking to make animated special effects, design a logo, uh, maybe you need to make a nice PDF document that people can sign, well, you need to go no further than Adobe CS, Creative Suite. You're going to get all the tools that you need like Photoshop and Illustrator, After Effects, Premiere, Acrobat, InDesign, uh, the mobile versions of Photoshop, the mobile version of Premiere. You're going to get, uh, let's see, you're going to get storage for your products. You can actually store them online so you can work on them. You know, you could be you could be at the park with your iPad working on a Photoshop document, save it to that cloud, go back home, jump on your computer, open that file up and continue where you left off on your laptop and then go to work the next day and finish it off again on your desktop all from one creative suite that you can get for as little as $19.99 a month if you have a student. Again, you need to have a student to get that discount, but how many of you don't have a student in the home? How many of you, or if you're a teacher, you don't have to be a student, you can be a teacher. If you work for a school, you can get that discount. If you got a, you know, I hope Adobe's not listening right now. If you got a grandchild, if you can get their, you know, student ID or whatever, you can put that in there and you can get the discount there as well. And for $19.99, you'll have all of those 20-plus programs. And by the way, you know, take a look at some of these other things that are out there. There are a lot of products out there that go, hey, we're as good as Photoshop, and we're only uh, $40 a month. Well, why would you pay that when you could pay $20 and get all of the Adobe products and get the real deal? Think about it. Think about yeah. it hard. Adobe CS, you can get it. You can learn more. You can see it. Yeah. Head on over to raiselinks.com slash Adobe CS. Yes. And with that, we're going to hit that funky music and get ourselves out of here until next week. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. He has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy.